We want to continue to remember Sister Vicki and Brother Terry did want our prayers tonight. The Lord will just continue to work a miracle in her life. We know he's able to do that. Also, uh, Sister Shirley wants to report that her grandson made it to Brazil today. So yes. praise the Lord for giving him safety to get there. Uh, to be kind of honest with you, it's a little hard for me to stand here tonight uh, uh, thinking that any time I could become a grandpa. I look like one, don't I? <laughs> uh, so we're just we're just kind of waiting to see what happens, and I just pray that the Lord's will be done, and that the, the baby and Sister Kaylee both will just be healthy and you know all be well. It's just trust in the Lord, and that's that's going to be the outcome tonight. Amen. If you have something on your heart, just make it known by an uplifted hand. God sees all of our needs, what we have need of in this service tonight. Let's go to Him in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, as we humbly come before you once again tonight, Lord, we gather together. We want to worship you in spirit and in truth tonight, Lord. We're just so thankful that you've given us the revelation, Lord, in this hour. And we know, Lord, we're worshiping you in spirit and in truth. We invite you, Lord, to be in the service with us tonight in a special way, Lord. And Lord, just let your perfect and divine will be done, not my will, but thy will be done. Pray that you just anoint each song, these musicians tonight, Lord, our speaker, Brother Jonathan. We pray that you'll be with him and anoint him tonight in a special way, Lord. Anoint our ears to hear what you have to say to us, Lord. Touch each request that was written, every uplifted hand, Lord, you know the need. We thank you for it. We pray that you'll be with us in this service in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do you love the Lord tonight? Amen. We're so thankful to be able to worship him in the service again tonight it's an honor for us yes. to be here and to worship the lord let's sing this together amen well as i journey through the land singing as i go wanting souls to calvary to the crimson flow Saving grace. 
Praise the Lord. Let's sing this. I think it's in the key of C. Well, I'm going all the way just to see him. Yes, I'm going all the way just to see him. I am going all the way just to see him. The one who suffered and died for me. determination in our hearts. I'm going all the way. Sister Shirley, we might have to cry sometime, but we're still going all the way. We might have to walk alone, but we're going to keep going anyway. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's sing this. Yeah. 
come too far to look back now. Amen. No matter what Satan puts before me or does to me, I'll still come too far to look back. He don't have anything in his arsenal that God hadn't already defeated. Amen. So we can just depend on him fully tonight. Uh, we're going to let you have your seats. We'll have our ushers to come tonight and receive the evening offering you just give to the Lord. And I know he'll bless you for that. We want to say a very happy birthday tomorrow. 
So Sister Jenny Holder, she's celebrating her birthday, so we wish her happy birthday. He's got it all in control tonight. Also, uh, I'd like to take, just in case tonight, Brother Wesley Hammond, if you're listening, Amen. his birthday is coming up on Saturday, so we want to wish him a happy birthday. Can we give him a hand tonight? How many came to worship the Lord? You told me you did at the beginning of the service tonight. Did you really mean that? Well, you're going to have an opportunity right now just to worship God. We're going to sing this little song. I hadn't sung it in a long time, and it just came to me this evening. I said, oh, we need to sing, uh, oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. Help me sing it tonight, if you will. The key of G. Glory to the
time, oh, for a thousand times. Oh, for a thousand times to sing praises unto Thee, and oh, for a thousand hands, and oh, thousand tongues to sing to worship God I'm sitting here looking at you and you're looking at me that is God tonight we're just so thankful that he is he's touched you not once not twice but many times try to tell brother Greg to doubt something see how far you get amen he's seen God do it a million times amen there's a song that has that in there somewhere uh, yes I always believe in you let's sing that And I'll always believe in you. I say that tonight oh, for the millions or more times that you've come through I'll always believe in you let's stand together once again tonight as we invite brother Johnson to come and speak for us deliver what the Lord has laid on his heart we're just looking forward to it he's, I spoke with him earlier and he's talking about what a good time I'm sure he'll have a testimony in a minute that they had in the special meetings there in Kansas he said just had a miracle after miracle I said well we're looking for one tonight too Amen. God's still in the miracle working business. And let's sing this tonight. We invite him to the help. And he became me that I might. 
Appreciate you. It's nice to be home. I, I don't really like being away. I, I like being home. I like being right over there on that seat. But you know, here we are tonight, and where the Joseph text and asked if I could take it when we come back, and there's probably not much I wouldn't do for him. So if he asked, I'm here. So uh, y'all just uh, bear with me. Hopefully, we can say something that God can bless us and. We had tremendous weedings. Appreciate your prayers this weekend. Tremendous move of God. We've seen miracles happen in front of our face in the yes. congregation. And, you know, it's a, it's a small church. They've just been, September will be two years they've been having church there. And uh, probably 40, 45 people. But as I was telling Brother Pat, probably 80% of them is off the street. Oh Witness to. Yes. And come off the street, yes. accepted God, accepted yes. the message, yes. and he's just running for God. Yes. I tell you, just kind of enthuses you a little bit. Yes. Amen. So tonight, if you could, turn your Bibles to Romans 12. I was coming home Monday, and I let my wife drive because she's an excellent driver. And I sat over there in the seat and tried to study and try to pray and tried to think which way to go. And I pray that it's a blessing to you, and no one, I wasn't here this weekend, so I didn't have the chance to embarrass Laura, because she turned 20 yesterday, and I forgot to tell Brother Mark, so I just wanted to embarrass her, take a moment there and embarrass her, but can't believe she's 
Did you? I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. So, but appreciate our kids. Appreciate our young people. Appreciate Golden Cup for, for the Lord. In Romans 12, verse 1, just read two portions there. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Just reading this evening, and I read this little portion of, quote, 1965, The Power of Transformation. Brother Brown says, see, whatever it is, that's what we want. He said, and I believe that it was David that said, I would rather be a doormat at the house of the Lord than dwell in the tents of the wicked. You see, no matter what it is, take my place. He said, sometimes you have to separate from everything that's dear on earth to you. To take your position that God has called you to. I'm sure that you can read between the lines. He said, and I'm what I'm saying, see? He said, sometimes it's the very dearest person on earth. Or sometimes it's the very dearest thing to you. Come on. And you have to shake hands with them or that thing and take your position in Christ. To where God has called you, see? But what is God doing? He's transforming you from what you was to maybe a daughter or a son or whatever it is from a lovely family sometimes. He places you somewhere else because it's his way of doing it, see, by the renewing of your mind to obey the word of God regardless of what the price is. Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, tonight as we Enter into the breaking of your word, Lord. Lord, we ask you to come be with us in a special way, Lord. We ask you to move myself, Lord, aside, my thoughts, Lord, my ideals. This vessel, Lord, I yield it to you, Lord. Lord, speak something through this vessel to be beneficiary, Lord, to encourage us, to challenge us, to, to make us want to serve you more than we've ever served you, Lord. As this end time approaches, Lord, I just... I want to be drawn closer to you, Lord. I, I want to realize that you laid your life down for me. And I want to lay my life down for you, Lord. Lord, I ask you to be with us in a special way. Touch our pastor, Lord. Touch all that are sick, Lord. Strengthen each one. In thy lovely name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. And you be seated. And I thought this evening, I think I put a title on it, Transformed the Renewing of Your Mind. And, you know, we, we, as message believers, we've heard this and we've heard it preached on. And, and, you know, sometimes I think we forget the basics of what we believe. Right. Sometimes we get so in, and look, I believe in revelation and we've got revelation like we've never had revelation. But there's still a way that God ordained us to be. And God wants to get you out of you. Brother Brennan said in one place, he says, getting you out of, he said, getting me out of me was the hardest thing I ever did. And he wants us to die to all of ourselves. He wants us to die to our mind, to take on his very image, to take on his mind. And I believe if we look at this, Paul is telling us here, he said, be not conformed to the world. 
And if we're not so very careful, we can so easily conform to the world. We can so easily just fit in with the world. We can dress like the world. We can act like the world. We can tell jokes like the world. And they can't tell us apart. But he's warning us here, don't do that. We need your mind renewed in this late hour. And we're living in a day that it's even more so because it is a battle of the mind that we're in. And this mind cannot comprehend the warfare that's going on. This mind cannot overcome all of the depression, all of the drugs, all of the thoughts, all of the insane. It cannot handle this. But the mind of Christ can overcome all of these things. So he's telling us here, look, this day's coming. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's only one way to overcome in this day. And we can look at it in any way and we can try to put clothes on and try to look pretty and try to act like we know the message and quote the message. But if you can't live the message, the message isn't in you. We're living in a day that, you know what, the Lord transformed. We'll go on. The Lord transformed says to make a dramatic change. Something changes in your life. Look, each one of us here should be able to go back to that tie post and see something changed in my life. There was a desire that changed. See, there's a desire in us when we're living in our minds to desire the things of the world, to desire the opportunities of the world, to desire the drugs of the world, to desire the preachers of the world. But you know what? When there's a change, when there's a renewing in your spirit, there's a desire to come to church. Come on. There's a desire to worship God. There's a desire to draw closer to Him. There's a desire to clean your life up. There's a desire to read your Bible and pray. There's a desire to worship God. There's a desire to sing for Him. Why? Because something is changing on the inside of you. You ain't you no more, but you're Christ living in a human vessel now. You know what? In the word transformed is past tense. You know what? And I believe that's how God looks down on each and every one of us. We've already been transformed in his eyes. We've already been changed to the new man and woman in his eyes. He already sees us in that perfect condition. He knows that we're children of God. But we're here fighting the battle. Philippians 1 and 6. Very familiar to you, but I love it. Being confident in this very thing, he that which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. You know what? I'm just going to be real basic this morning, this evening. I just want you to be encouraged to know that he that started dealing with your heart, he that started dealing with your mind, he ain't giving up on you now. He ain't going to let you slide away now. He's here to bring you all the way. He's here. To take you to heights that you've never seen. He's here to take you to revelation that you've never understood. He's here to take you to a rapture. To escape this body. To escape this world. He's moving in you. Oh, we may stumble along the way. Each one of us does. Each one of us may stumble. Each one of us may fall. Each one of us may make mistakes. And I'm sure we all do. But yet that's not what he sees. He sees the end from the beginning. He knows where we're headed. He that began this very thing. You know, somebody asked me one time and they go, well, how do I know that God's still calling? Because there's still a desire there. No matter how bad you try to be, no matter how many drugs you try to do, no matter how many lives you try to live, no matter how many cuss words you try to say, there's something on the inside of you that's going, I don't like this person that I am. I don't, I'm not proud of myself. I'm not proud of who I am. There's something inside of you that God is calling. Look, I've lived that life. 
Many of you have lived that life. We need to use that as a witness because we are an overcomer by the witness. By the witness. We are the overcomer by the, what is it? We tell ourselves what we've overcome. The evidence, come on. We tell each other, you know what? We need to encourage one another. We need to lift one another up. We need to say, you can win this battle. He that begin this work and you shall perform it until the end. 1965, power transformation again. Brother Brenham goes on down and he says, you know what? He says, and from out of this chaos of this modern scientific Eden. Come on, we're not, that's not where we're at. We're living in a modern scientific Eden. Brother Brennan preached the message. This is Satan's Eden. This is Satan. He said all of the perverse temptations, all of the perverse devils and demons of this earth has been turned loose on this age. We're living right in the midst of it. The greatest battle that ever fought is in your mind. It's here. It's battleless. We're living in the middle of it. But yet God promised to raise a standard against it. He said out of the chaos of this modern scientific Eden that we're living in of the culture. Come on, what culture is it? They've left morals. They left ideals. Look, even good church believers don't even believe in morals no more. They talk about every dirty joke in the book. But yet they claim to be a Christian. That's not Christ-like. I don't see Jesus walking up down the street joking with them kind of foul tongues. Jesus lived a life that God was proud of. And he called him his own. And he said, this is my son that I'm well pleased. God, I want to be a Christian that my God can look down in 2022 and say, this is my son of who I am well pleased. Why? Because I've had a renewing of my mind. I ain't thinking of things the way I used to think of things. I'm not thinking of things of how I can better myself here, how I can better my day here, but I'm thinking of myself how I can better my eternal destination. I'm going to a place that I don't have to worry about this anymore. He said, oh, the chaos of this modern scientific Eden, and we're living here in the cultures and the science and education, all of this modern stuff will rise. The bride will rise out of this. This is not what the bride is called to be. This is not who the bride is called to be. She's called to overcome this. He said, oh, the robe of flesh will drop and raise and seize the everlasting prize. Someday we'll go through the air and there we'll be all over. Oh, for the word of God that's brought us from this modern thinking of our mind, transforming our mind into the renewing of our hearts towards God. What is it? Something has changed in our minds. We should each one be able to say amen to the word of God to know something has happened in our mind. It was not the same as we used to be. And if God can do it for me, if God can do it for Brother Craig, if God can do it for Brother Pat, if God can do it for each one of us, he can do it for you too. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. His word will not be turned void. But for the word of God that brought us from this modern thinking. Look, I don't know about you, but I'm looking for something to get my mind off of this modern thinking. I get so sick of everybody wanting to talk about the perversions of this world. Everybody wants to talk about how dirty sin is. They want to talk about how nasty this is. They want to talk about how negative this is. I want to talk about how positive the word of God is. I want to talk about how great my God is. Change my mind. Look. When you're going through a process of changing your mind, you're always going to be in battle in this flesh. Look, we remember, we've known, we've preached it, we've heard it, we've listened to it, we've said it, but sometimes we forget to implement it in our lives. This flesh is of this ground. 
This flesh is not going to go to heaven. This flesh is not born again. As long as you're in this flesh, you're going to have battles. But you can overcome each and every one of them battles by the renewing of your mind. By being transformed. What is it? The word of God that brought us from this modern thinking. Transforming our mind into the renewing of our hearts towards God. Oh, thank you, Lord. He said, in our spirits, and the same spirit that spoke that has transformed us this far. And it will take us into his presence, into his glory, with a glorified body. The same God that called you from the pits of sin. The same God that said he forgave you at an altar. The same God that gave you the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He's taking you somewhere. It ain't just a game. You know what? Sometimes we need to just settle down and think about this. That this isn't something we do because we just go to church because we like to see people. Look, there's a lot of people you can see at the mall. Come on. There's a lot of people you can see at the ball game. But I don't want to see people. I want to see God. I come to church because I want to see God. I go to the ball game because I want to see my ball team. I go to the mall because I want to see what I'm buying. But I come to church to see God. I come to church to see him move in our midst. I see him to come down and take our modern way of thinking and do away with it and let us forget about our daily battles, forget about all of our trials, forget about the struggles that we're going through, the sicknesses that we're battered, and say, but I've got a promise. Oh, it's that same spirit that spoke that has transformed us this far, and it will also take us into his presence, into his glory, with a glorified body. Oh, God, there's a desire that you want more. You know what? I eat my wife's lasagna, and there's a desire. I want more. I drank a glass of sweet tea, and I can't stop. I got a desire to drink another glass and another glass. Come home Monday night, and there wasn't no sweet tea in the refrigerator. Man, look, I love Kansas, but they don't know what sweet tea is. I drank water all weekend. Oh, God, I was so strung out, I desired to have some sweet tea. But you know what? Thank God there is a desire in me for the hearing of the word of God. Thank God there's something in me, there's something in you that's asking us to draw closer to him. We need to praise God more than we've ever praised him. We need to raise our hands. We need to lift our voices. Why? Because that desire is still there to continue fighting. No matter how many times I fail, I keep getting back to my feet. Jesus would say in Matthew 6, Blessed are they that do which hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. See, I thirst for that sweet tea, and I knew I was going to get it. She felt bad because it wasn't there Monday night, but it was there Tuesday morning, and I took a glass to work. Come on. And you know what? If you hunger and thirst for the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is there to fill every, to quench every thirst that you have, to quench every hunger that you have. He's there to give you all that you have need of. Brother Brennan would say, where there's a deep calling to the deep, there's a deep to answer that response. If there's a desire in your heart, you don't like where you're at in life, you don't like how you're living life, then there's a desire and there's an answer that can pull you from that life and draw you closer to him. Why? Because you're hungry and you're thirsty. And look, this don't have to be to the sinner. You know, us as message believers, we sit on our pews, and when the preacher's preaching, we point out all the sinners in the congregation. 
Well, he failed. He failed. No, it could be you sitting in your seat looking at everybody else. And God's wanting you to take you a little closer. You may not be able to lay a finger on your life by the law. You may live the most righteous life of anybody in this church. But God may be calling you to come a little higher. He wants to show you more of his word. It's transforming. He's renewing your mind. God's power to transform. On down, Brother Brennan's preaching. He says, true, predestinated believers will stay with the word. Why? Because they are part of that word. You can't separate the word of God. You can't take a chisel or an axe and separate the word of God. The word of God is from the beginning to the end. From before time to now time to after time. The word of God never changes. And if that word of God is living inside of you and it's renewing your mind, then there's no way you can separate from this word. No wonder when I was a sinner and there was a predestinated seed in my life. And no wonder when I ran up and down the streets like a rebel and I did things that I'm not proud of and I took of the things of the world. There was something inside of me saying, this ain't right, Jonathan. There's a greater calling for your life. There's something for you to move into. Why? Because he was trying to renew my mind. He was trying to change who I was. And old stubborn hard-headed Jonathan fought him. Come on, all of us have. Let's be honest with one another. Let's be honest for the ones that are fighting now. Let's tell the ones that are fighting now, we fought too. We tried to come against him. We tried to come against this man. We tried to stand their own two ground. We tried to stand their own opinion. But if you've got a seed of life inside of you, you're coming to the word. You're coming to his word. He said, oh, wandering stars, how long will you wonder? A wandering souls, how long will you wonder? You Methodists, you Baptists, you Presbyterians, you message believers. I put that in there. Outsiders, insiders, I put that in there. Whatever you might be, wandering stars from church to church, from pillar to place, television to television. He would say streaming to streaming this year. Come on. You that's going from this streaming service to that streaming service to that streaming service and you ain't got a pastor. You're running from the word. You need a pastor to lead you into heaven. He called that pastor. He called that pastor with one purchase to bring and governor over the flock of the sheep that God gave him to bring them to a place that they could go into that rapture. If you ain't got a pastor, where does that lead you? Come on. Television, television, streaming, the streaming, pastor, pastor, come on. I can put anything you want to in there, world to world. Why don't you come in? He longs to have fellowship with you. He is longing for you. He wants to transform you by the renewing of your mind, not to the church, not to a denomination, not to the message. Come on, church. It's a greater calling than just saying, I believe God sent a prophet. It's a greater calling just saying, I believe the message the prophet brought. It's a greater calling to be able to say, that message the prophet brought is living inside of me. And I am manifesting that message. Because he's renewing my mind. He's longing for you. He wants to transform you by the renewing of your mind. Not to the church, not denomination, but to his word. He says, which you are a part of if you desire 
is in you. If that desire is in you, you are a part of it. He said, blessed say, he quotes the scripture in Matthew 6, blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And he says that he has sent his transforming power to bring you out of the deformity of religion that you're in. The deformity chaos that we're in. Come on. The deformity chaos of this message that we're in. The day that we live in. The chaos is in amongst the message. It isn't in the world. It isn't in the denominal churches. It's right here growing with the seed of God. But the chaos. Brother Brennan says the greatest thing Luther did in the Lutheran church age was to keep his head above the fanaticism around his message. Come on. The greatest thing the bride does today is to keep her head above the fanatics of this message. Above going off this side and going off this side. It's a slippery slope. We're going we're to stand and be legalists. We're going to stand and be all grace. No, God gave us a provided way to walk with him. He gave us a way. And he said he would transform our minds. The renewing of our minds to bring us to his word. To bring you out of the deformity of religion that you're in. In the deformity chaos that we're in, God has sent out his transforming power, his word, vindicated, proven, to bring you out of this religious deformity. See, I just believe he was preaching to you and me. See, I just believe he was talking to us. Because I believe as the prophet of the seventh day, he was God's eagle eye. And he could see into the day that we're living in. And he knew the things that we would come in contact with. He knew the ones that would fall away and criticize this message. He knew the ones that would fall this way and worship the man. He knew the ones that would call him a devil. He knew the ones that would call him God. But he also knew there was a bride that was going to stay with that word. He said, oh, vindicated, proven to bring you out of this religion, deformity of ignorance. That you're walking in. God help their souls. I pray God help their souls. Because he's calling them ignorant. Because they've took the very word of God as the scripture says. And they've come to the gates of heaven. And they've turned and tasted the fruit. And walked away from eternal life. God help their souls. But this transforming power. That's given for the bride. To renew our minds. To get us to quit thinking our own way. To get us to quit thinking, oh, you know what? If I could talk to brother so-and-so, I could talk him out of it. No, you can't. You can't talk a devil out of nothing. But God can. You can't talk a guy out of doing what he's doing. You can't talk a sister out of wandering in the world. You can't talk a sister into dressing right. You can't talk a brother into dressing right. You can't convince them not to do this and not to do that. But my God can. He can change their desires. He can change their mind. If we quit thinking. Oh, it's what I can do. Come on. Preachers in this message sometimes have the biggest problem with I, 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 I. I went to this revival. I did this. Look, I ain't done nothing. Look, I run. I didn't want no part of it. But God did this in my life. God changed who I am. God renewed my mind. God renewed my soul. God turned my eyes to his word. God gave somebody something they can look at. It was God that did this. Oh, my, to bring you out of this religious deformity of ignorance that you're walking in. Naked, blind, miserable, and you don't know it. Think of it, friends. How does he do it? He does it by renewing your minds. Philippians 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, 
Paul speaking to the Philippians, he caught a glimpse of it. He said, you know what? There's more than just living life. There's more than just saying Christ died for my sins. There's more than just saying be baptized in the name of Christ. There's more to this revelation. There's a greater calling in this revelation. There's, there's something greater to be had here. And he begins to preach to him. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You know what he's saying? He's saying, let this mind that I have. Come on. Paul's done got the mind of Christ. Paul's done had a transformation. Paul's done had a renewing of the mind. Paul's done caught the revelation of who he is. And he's preaching to the people. And he says, let this mind be in you. He was also in Christ. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. Who is made into the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God has also highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name. That is the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow of things of heaven and things of earth and things under the earth. And of every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the God and the Father. Jesus, Jesus, renew my mind. Jesus, completely transform me. Oh, Lord, you that started this work in me, don't stop it, Lord. Your word said you wouldn't stop it. Your word said you would keep looking. Let's look at our lives. Let's look at our positions. Let's look. Five years ago, we wasn't who we are now. One year ago, we wasn't who we are now. A month ago, we wasn't who we are now. A week ago, a day ago, God is transforming us. He's moving us into a greater being. He's moving us to a greater Christian. That's why we always use the words, you can't come to church and leave the same. You're either going to draw closer to him tonight or you're going to rebel. And you're going to walk out of here worse. You can't come in and just leave and just be hokey-dory and everything's complacent and everything's okay. Complacent is a state of mind to trick you into thinking you can live there. You can't live there. You've got to get closer to him or you're going to fall away. Power of transformation again. Brother Brennan says, now, we want to be transformed. You want to be transformed. I'm not talking about being born again. Most of us is born again. Most of us is filled with the Holy Spirit. But you want to be completely transformed. You want to let the burdens of this life just begin to fall away. You want to get the burdens of your thoughts to begin to fall away. Your accomplishments begin to fall away. Your ideals of how the government should run fall away. And say, God, I want you to take control. We want to be transformed. He said, he said ourselves, by the renewing of our minds, see, not that we're what we have on this earth. He's saying it just plain in Kentucky language. It's not about what we have on this earth. It's not about how we live. It's not about how we go about our daily business. It's not about our job. It's not about, look, there's nothing wrong with having nice things. But the most important thing is, is where is your eternal home? Where are you going to be when eternity calls your name? He said, oh, not that we have on this earth. What we're going to look for on this earth. But what we are coming to. In the world that is to come, transformed by the renewing of our mind. What is it? 
God set things in place to put that in to happen. See, God said, don't ever forsake gathering yourselves together even so as the end of time comes, right? Why? What has happened to these people that's not coming to church no more? They're not getting closer to God. I don't care if you're streaming. You're not getting closer to God. Look, there's a reason for this. There's a reason to help people going across the streaming airways. There's a reason some people can't come to church. There's sicknesses. There's handicaps. But when you're able to get up and go to work, when you're able to get up and go to Walmart, you can get up and go to church. Because there's something in you that desires to be in church more than it desires to be in Walmart. Because you got to hear from the Word. Romans 10 says, so then faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. It comes by hearing it preached. God chose preachers to preach this. Come on. How to bear by the preaching of the word, 1 Corinthians 1. For Christ sent me not to baptize. Paul says, I'll baptize you. He ain't against baptism. But he says, Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. What do we do when we cut scriptures out, people? We cut scriptures out, we get further away from God. God called able-bodied men to come preach the word of God to him, to renew our minds. I'm trying to show you this in Scripture, okay? He said, not to, he said not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, let the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I would destroy the wisdom of the rise, and I would bring it to nothing, the understanding of the prudent. He said, where is the rise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of the world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Come on. 2022. Has he not made foolish the wisdom of this world? Come on, let's just be honest, y'all. I don't know if you look at the news, and I don't suggest you look at the news. I suggest you look at the Bible. But look, they don't even know what sex people is now. And that's science. He's made foolish the wisdom of this world. He's made foolish the wisdom of men. They've gotten so smart, they've gotten dumb. Where is the wisdom of this world? For after that, it is the wisdom of God. The world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. But we don't need a preacher. Well, I guess you don't need your mind renewed. I guess you don't need to go to heaven. Come on. He laid a template for us to go into a rapture. He laid seven church ages out to bring us to a place that we could understand what we was going into. And then the prophet of God says, and there will be young men that come along and take the nuggets out of this message and preach them into a rapture. God chooses his way of speaking to men. Ephesians 4, we know the scripture. He gave some apostles. Some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So if you don't use these, you can't be edified. You can't be perfected. He said, till we come into the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure, the stature, the fullness of Christ. Skip on down to verse 18. He says, and having the understanding darkened, being attentive from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. 
because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feelings has given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness and greediness. Are we not living there? But you have not so learned in Christ. Why? Because your minds have been renewed. You know what's right and wrong. God has given us a Bible. God has given us a message. God has given us a fivefold ministry to guide us in the right light of the Word of God. And if you're not sure if they're right or not, give them the word test. If I say something contrary to this, you better take the Bible. The prophet of God said, if I say something to this, you better take the Bible over the prophet. Because this is the word of God. He said, oh, but he says, but have we have not so learned in Christ. He said, oh, and so you have heard him. You have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. That you put off concerning the former conversation to the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. What's he telling? Look, plain English. He's telling me and you, this old flesh is going to desire the world. This old flesh, look, I'm not proud to admit it, but I smoked in my younger days. You know what happened for years after I quit smoking? Every time I walked somebody smoking, I went, ooh, come on. I know we don't like to say that. We think we're perfect. You're lying to yourself. If you ever had a taste of it, there's something that draws you back to it. If it was alcohol, if it was drugs, if it was pornography, you say, I don't know if I believe that. Well, Brother Brenham talked about that little sister, right? I said, don't you go back to that dance floor. Because there's something that will grab a hold of you and take you right back into it. But you know what? Over years and years and years, that desire finally completely went away. And now I think it's the most disgusting smell in the world. Why? Because something has renewed my mind. It's renewed my desire. It's renewed my soul. But it was a battle till it come to that point. You're lying to yourself. If you don't think you face battles every day. There's something in here in every one of our lives that we face every day that's a battle to us. It may not be a battle to the one sitting beside you. It may not be a battle to the one sitting across. But you're battling something in your life. If you're not, then you're not fighting. And if you're not fighting, you're not in the Lord's army. Because the Lord's army is marching on to Zion. The Lord's army is moving according to this lustful flesh. Every day I'm fighting. Every day. Why? Verse 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You know what happens when you overcome something? You want to dance all over that devil. Come on. When you finally defeat an enemy, you want to just get up in the public in front of somebody and says, hey, let me show you a little jig, devil. Let me walk all over your face a little bit because I've done defeated you. And I want the world to know he is not holding me down anymore. Look, if they ain't ashamed to do what they do on stage, I ain't ashamed to do what I do on stage. Come on. We need worshipers in the house of the Lord. We need somebody to say, you know what? I'm tired of fighting this battle. I'm ready to do a victory dance. I'm ready to jump up and down on that devil's head. I'm ready to put scripture in action. I'm ready to take that child. I'm ready to take that father. I'm ready to take that mother. I'm ready to take that loved one. And I'm ready for them to overcome the demon they're fighting. And have their minds completely renewed. we got to know the word. The only way to know the words to hear it. Look, man, stand there and says, 
I'm reading, but I don't understand. Huh? You need somebody to preach it to you. You need somebody that's willing to yield their life to God and say, God, I don't care about my nights. I don't care about my sleeps. I don't care about my body. I don't care if my throat hurts. I don't care if I don't feel good. I don't care if the whole church hates the pastor. I'm going to get up and preach anyway because I'm going to get away before God. I'm going to lay in his presence and I'm going to say, God, give me something for the people. Give me something. What is it? Renewing your mind to create a relationship with God. Comes on my mind. Brother Brennan says, get closer to God. Read your Bible and pray. Lord, I need that. Come on, let's just be honest. I need that. Do I read my Bible enough? No. Devil, I didn't say I never read it. I just said I didn't read it enough. Do I pray enough? No. I didn't say I didn't pray. I just said I don't think I pray enough. I think each one of us could pray more. I think each one of us could read more. I think each one of us could listen to another tape. I don't think it hurt us a bit to worship him a little more than we already worship him. I don't think it would hurt us a bit to witness a little more than we already witnessed. Because he's changed my life. He's created a relationship. I've made friends all over this world, all over this country, all over this world. But you know what? They're brothers and sisters with the same like faith as me. One day we're going to reign eternally. One day we're going to dance the streets of gold. But you know what? The further you're away from them, the more you forget about them. Oh, I don't forget it. Yes, you do. Quit lying to yourself. When you graduate high school, Casey, your high school friends, they start separating. It happens. It's not because you want to. It's because your life goes this way and your life goes that way and this life goes this way. This one gets a job here and this one goes to college there. And you begin to separate. And you lose communication with them. Now, you still may be their friend. But you ain't as close as you once was. Come on, church. That's what's happened to many of us and God. We're still the friend of God. But we ain't as close as we used to be. We don't communicate with him every day like we used to. We don't communicate three times a day. We don't communicate seven times a day. We don't pray all day long without ceasing anymore. We don't get in a fellowship with him that we realize he is my best friend. When nobody else will listen, he'll listen to me. When nobody else cares, he cares for me. He's trying to renew my mind. Make me draw closer to him. In Romans 12 that we read, Paul talked of how to live a holier life. Be dedicated to him. But when he begins to tell us that he says, oh, the only way we can give, the only way we can do that is by giving up ourselves and have a renewing of our minds, a daily, a living daily sacrifice. Come on. If we go through the Old Testament, we find that in the Old Testament, they always offered the blood of bulls, the blood of goats, the blood of animals to cleanse their sins. But it never made them better. It never took a desire out. They come to the altar once a year, once a 50, whatever the Jubilee was, and they would come and they would offer their burnt sacrifice and they would leave clean. As soon as they got on the road, they started arguing with their wife. Come on. Because it didn't change who they was. But we're not living in the Old Testament. We're living in the New Testament. And Jesus says, I will leave thee, but I will send one to you. 
I will send the Holy Spirit to you that will guide you, that will lead you, that will teach you into all things that will renew your mind. What was it? It's the same thing in the seven church ages. Jesus went off the scene. The disciples come up, begin to minister. Paul was the first one. Paul was a prophet. Paul was a major prophet. He was a seer. He could see all seven church ages. He may not have understood everything, but he preached the doctrine of Christ. He laid the foundation for what you and I stand on today. And he preached it as sure as there was. Then there was reformers that come along and tried to correct and tried to legalize and tried to make you do this and tried to make you do that. But in the seventh day, God sent another prophet on the scene. And he says, I'm not a reformer. He's a prophet with a word message to a bride. It's time to renew your bride. It's time to draw closer to him. Look, this world's going insane. Look, any of us has been in the message long enough to know this world's about at its end. This world's fixing to go off the teeter-totter. There ain't no telling us what she's going to come out with next. There ain't no kind of, kind of ideal. Come on, church. We don't live in a bubble. We see the demons of suppression all around us. We see the handwriting on the wall. We see the signs in the Bible. This is a time that we renew our minds more than we've ever renewed. I believe in Noah's day when Noah preached for 120 years. Noah didn't know when the day was coming. But I believe as it drew closer, Noah could begin to see signs. It's about time for the end. I could see anticipation rising up in him. I could see excitement rising in his voice. I could see him getting a little more excited when he preached the same message he preached 100 years ago. Why? Because it was becoming real in front of him. Church, it needs to become real in front of us. We need to get more excited than we've ever done. We need to celebrate more than we've ever celebrated. We need to worship more than we've ever worshipped. Why? Because our minds are being renewed. We're becoming one with him. And we're fixing to speak ourselves out of here. Oh, Noah. I can just see it. Maybe you can't. But I could just see it the day... Before the door closed, he probably woke up that morning with a little more giddy up in his step. And he may not have knew why, but he just felt good. And he said, you know what? I feel like that day's a day closer. You're right, Noah. That day's a day closer. Come on, bride. One of these mornings between six and nine, we're going home. But between now and then, we're getting the day closer. And every day I wake up, there's another giddy up in my step. There's another level of excitement rising up inside of me. Why? Because I feel my mind drawing closer to the mind of Christ. I'm starting to understand how he's thinking. Look, the prophet of God sat down on that bar stool and watched that woman and that police officer. He said, if I was God, I'd destroy the whole earth. He said, let me talk to you. Let me show you a few of your sins. The prophet wasn't thinking like God. He was thinking like William Branham. Uh Uh-oh. I just turned some people off. He was a man. He was thinking like Jonathan Jones. He was thinking like you. When you see sin in the world, when you see perversion in the world, if I was God, I'd... What if it's a soul? What if it's a seed of God that you're talking to? Look at their sins. Help us to see. As my mind gets closer to him, I don't want to destroy him. I want to give him grace. I want to give him compassion. I want to give him a chance to realize their ways and to come out of that wicked way. A church loses compassion for a soul. They close their doors and go home. 
Because if we can't help somebody on the street, we can't help ourselves. Come on, church. We're good about that. We're good about that. You need to praise the Lord to that and realize God is using this church. God is using these people. God is using your souls, your lights, your witnesses to show the world that there's a living God. 1 Corinthians 2. But the natural man. See, too many of us hadn't renewed enough. And we're still living on natural men's thinking. We're still living on education we taught ourselves. Look, I made a comment like this one time, and I know a lot of your message theologians don't like this. But look, I could take this Bible and a seven church age book off the, out of the library back there. I could go over to MTSU and find a, find a professor that is an atheist. And I could give them this Bible and the seven church age book. And I could tell them, you don't have to believe it. You don't have to agree with it. But write me a sermon. And he could write the best sermon that's ever been preached. But there'd be no life in it. Come on. It ain't about how fancy you can speak. It ain't about how much you can quote the scripture. How much you can quote the prophet. It's what you can do. It's can you live this life. He said, but the natural man. 1 Corinthians 2, 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolish unto him. And neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. Oh, God help us. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that you may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Why? Because he's transforming us from this image. Into that image. He's transforming. He's renewing our minds. He's moving us. Come on. Oh, completely changed us. Bringing his body subject to the word of God. It's a battle. It's not easy. Ephesians 2. The scripture says, And ye, and you hath quickened, who was dead in trespasses and sins. Have you been quickened? Amen. Have you been quickened tonight? Wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we have all in conversations in times past in the lust of our flesh. This flesh, again, still speaking of the lust of this flesh because we're still battling the lust of this flesh. Come on. We're still in a warfare. We're still in a battle. But we're renewing our minds. And your mind is what tells this flesh what to do. Come on. And he that had conversation time passing the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh. Why? Because you had a mind like the flesh. You had a mind like your firstborn was. You was born to sin. You was born in sin. You was born lying. You was born stealing. You was born letting this lust of this flesh do what it wanted to do. But once you begin to take his image on, it drives the lust of the flesh away. It overpowers it. It doesn't do away with it. You may still have a thought. Come on. You may still have a thought. You may still have an imagination. You may still dream of what you could have done when you was in the world before you got saved. Come on. The devil does that to you. The devil puts them thoughts in your head. But your mind is being renewed. And it says, body, you get in subjection to this word. 
Body, you straightened up. Body, you get up and go to church. Body, you raise your arm and you say amen. And your body obeys the mind. The desires of this flesh and the mind are wherein by nature the children of the realm each his others. But God, come on, but God seen the condition you was in. He's seen the life that you're living. He sees the battles that you're in tonight. And he says, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherein he loved us, even when we was dead in our sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Colossians 1. I'm trying to hurry. I'll let you out. Colossians 1 says that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So how do you know somebody's got a renewing of the mind going on? Because their life changes who they are. They don't hang out at the barroom no more. They don't hang out with all their worldly friends anymore. They don't hang out at the sinner dwellers anymore. They begin to hang out with like saints of precious faith. And they begin to change their attitude. They begin to change their voice. They begin to change their topics. They want to speak of him. When the church doors open, they won't let nothing get between them. I don't care what it is. That church door is open. I want to be a church. Come on. Why? Because there's something in me that is bringing to you to God. He said, oh, that you might walk worthy of the Lord and the pleasing being fruitful in every good work. It's his good works in you. It ain't your good works. You can't try to live it. You can't try to put a suit of clothes on. That don't make you no better. But if you get a transformation, if you get a renewing of your mind, and you begin to think like the Father, you begin to act like the Father. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, and the patience and long sufferings and joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be the partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness, who has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through the blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? In the last days that we're living, it's more important than ever to go through a transforming power. To go through a renewing of your mind. We can't fight the battles. I make the joke that I wish I lived in David's day because I think I could have wrestled Goliath down. I think I'm pretty tough. You know, I think I could do it. But there's no way we can wrestle what we're facing today. There's no way that we can be big enough. There's no way we can work out enough. There's no way we can run enough. There's no way that we can, we can strengthen our bodies to fight the battle that we're fighting because we're not fighting a fleshly battle. We're fighting a spiritual battle. But God, 1 Corinthians 2, but God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of you know, if we leaned on our intellectual understanding, we would all be good Pentecostal, good Baptists. Because that's what they've done. They've left the Word of God and they lean to their own understanding. They lean to their own intellect. They lean to their own abilities. 
and they live a good moral life. I'm not saying they're not good people. They're good people. Some of them's better people than message people. Come on. Some of them live better lives than message lives. Some of them treats holy and sanctified more than the message people do. But they ain't renewed their minds. And they're doing it out of education. And they're doing it out of men's knowledge. But that ain't what God called us for. He said, for that man knoweth the things of a man. Save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have reached not to the spirit of the world, but to the spirit which is of God, that he might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak not in the words which men's wisdom teaches, not in what the world teaches, not in what denomination teaches. Look, I'll go as far to say not even in message Facebook preaching theologies teaches you. That ain't what we're looking to. We're looking for the power and demonstration of the Spirit of God. If God ain't moving in your church, if God ain't moving in your family, if God ain't moving in your life, you need a prayer life. You need to get back in line with God and say, God, move in my life. Which these things we speak not in words which means wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man we speak with not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. God help us. The warfare is spiritual. 1961, God's provided way. Brother Bruno says, in one thing, I do not, he said, I do not think the war will be a missile warfare. But I think it'll be a spiritual warfare. That will come in and just take the nation over. And put them to sleep. Come on church. Let's wake up tonight. Let's listen to this right here and wake up. If you don't hear nothing else. He says it's not going to be a missile attack upon America. It's going to be a spiritual attack. That's going to come right in and put her to sleep. Where is she at today? She's asleep at the will. She's left God. She's forsaken the Holy Ghost. And she's going down a pit. Exactly happened that way. He'll come in and he'll just take the nation over. He'll put them to sleep until they get in and they get a hold. Well, if they get a hold there and take the United States, then Canada is a small thing for him. Come on. Come on. It's a spiritual warfare. The spirits of this Eden age, this, spirit, this, this demonic age that we're living in, has took control of the will of this country. There's no getting it back. You're not going to, you know, come on, people. Brother Brennan says you could put an Abraham Lincoln and George Washington in every courthouse in America, and it wouldn't do no good. Look, you're not going to change the politics of this country. They've left God. There's a spiritual warfare that has washed their minds out. And they've turned from the side of God. And they're going right into the pits of hell. But there's a bride. But there's a bride. She's looking to the better things in life. She's looking to the word of God. She's renewing her mind. She's being transformed into his image. And she's looking around going, oh, I just got a little further away. Oh, I'm just fixing to step right on out of here. Yes, Lord Jesus. Glory Ephesians 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. How can you be strong in the Lord if you don't ever read your Bible? Come on. I know it's just too simple. We just want something great and mysterious and a light to appear over our head and make everything better. No. 
You want to train for this spiritual warfare, read your Bible. If Evander Holyfield's coming up and fight somebody, he's going to go to the boxing ring. Why? Because he's going to box them. But I'm going into a spiritual battle. So I can hit that beanbag all day long. And it ain't going to help me a lick when it comes to fighting a demonic fire. But you know what? I can spend five minutes reading his word. And that demon starts to tremble. Why? Because he knows I found the right training cage. He knows I found the right training page. He knows I found the right training material. He knows that I'm getting a hold of something that he ain't got no power over. Oh, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual weaknesses in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Take it all. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your learns girt about with truth. Oh, thank God for truth. Thank God for a message. Thank God for truth. Having the breastplate of righteousness. Having your feet shod with the perspiration of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith. Wherein you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is of the word of God. Take it and place it upon my life. And say, I want everything that you got for me, God. God, I know the end time is a stronger battle than it's ever been. But Lord, as I draw closer to you, keep giving me weapons that I need. Keep giving me ammunition that I need. You know, we went several years ago, we went through Springfield, Missouri. And we went to the original Bass Pro Shop. And I'm a gun guy, okay? Y'all know that. But you know what? I walked up there and they had a display that I really liked. I've got a picture of it. And they had the display... And it had an American flag in the background. And it started with the Revolutionary War to current. And it had a rifle of every war. And you could see just, I mean, it's obvious that it went from a long range or from a long barrel musket to what we battle with today. The weaponry's increased. Why did the weapons increase? Because the enemies increased their weapons. I mean, what good would it do if I had a single shot musket that took me 45 seconds to pack the powder, put the ball in, and, and, and you've got a 100-round clip and an AR? I'm not going to make it. So they had to train their military and move their weaponry up. God, that's the same way my God's done. As the devil's brought up more demons and released more demonic powers, God's raised the standard up against it. He says, oh, you think you got a big gun? Let me show you what I got. I got a few people down there in Murfreesboro that just believe the word of God. And they just believe that he's in control. It don't matter what you do. I got a bunch of Job's living in 2022 that you can do whatever you want to. And they'll still turn towards me and say, I love thee, Lord. I praise thee, Lord. I thank thee, Lord. Because our minds have been renewed. Oh, my. God hiding himself in simplicity. 1963. He said, now, when God knew that this was going to come to pass, he did that for his children. He said, just like the United States does for their army. 
He says, we give a man a helmet to wear because we know he's going to use it. We give him a spade to dig in. We know it's a big pound. We know it's a 90-pound pack on his back. It's sometimes it's hard to carry. He said, but some little rookie packing it, it's certainly a hard thing for him. He said, but the army knows they got to training for that because he's going to need it. Every piece of equipment, he's going to need it when he hits the battlefront. Little children of God, you say, oh, it's word upon word. It's line upon line. Oh, this life is so hard. Oh, it has to be hard because you're in a training. You're in a battlefield for the Lord. He knows everything that you have need of. He knows every word that you have need of. He knows every desire that you're going to have. He knows every battle that you're going to face. And he's given you the artillery. He said, and that's all, what we ought to do today, friend. He said, we've got to take the whole word of God. Because we're going to need it. If the prophet said, I'm going to need it, I'm going to need it. He's seen this day. He's seen the evil of this day. He's seen those turning against this message. He's seen those making a mockery of this message. He's seen those that make him, making him God. But he knew there would be you and I. Because we're going to need it. We've got to use every word that's in there. It's thus saith the Lord. And we've got to use the full gospel. All of it. Now when God had fortified his church, he fortified it with the best thing that he could find. Because it's his own children. And he fortified the church by the word. His own word. Just ask them to believe his word and that was it. It's his word. Being transformed. Renewing of your minds. You know, sometimes we got to go back and cover simplicity. We need to be encouraged. We need to be lifted up. God didn't put you out there loose. God didn't draw you this far. God didn't bring you to church Wednesday night, July the 7th, 6th, whatever it is, just to let you down. He didn't bring you here tonight just to say, ah, oh, that was a good service. We had a good time. Let's go get something to eat. Let's just go about our life. No. He brought you here tonight that he could place another step in front of you. Right. He could place another hand and start stretched right. to come a little closer. Right. Brother Mark, the renewing musicians of your mind, being transformed. 1965, last quote. Power of transformation, same message. The transforming power of God that's taken us from this chaos of science and education and the things of this world and the understanding of this modern day has transformed us into sons and daughters of God. And even death itself cannot hold us in the grave. We'll be changed in a moment in a twinkling. You don't believe me? Come get you a taste. Stand with us. Many of us has been transformed. Many of us, I should say, are being transformed. We're allowing the word of God to play out before us. We're allowing our ears and our souls and our minds to hear what God is telling us. We're not just hearing it 
But we're going home and we're bowing on our knees and we're praying and we're asking God to strengthen us that we cannot just hear it, but we can make it part of our lives. Every day that we live is a struggle. Every day that we live should be a striving to get closer to him. Lord, change something else in my mind. You know that evil thought I had? You know when that car cut me off and I wanted to stick a dynamite under him? Come on. Oh, it may be simple. Come on, I've been there. I'm not afraid to tell you how human I really am. I mean, come on. I walked down the store. And the big old guy coming, he won't give no ground. And I thought thinking, I ain't going to give no ground either. Come on. That's flesh thinking. Many times I bumped shoulders. Sometimes he knocked me down. Sometimes I knocked him down. But that ain't the mind of Christ. Lord, my prayer, let us all grow tonight. Let us all come a little closer to him. Let us all see all of us are battling battles. But we're going to win. Yes. Amen. He said, all that the Father giveth me is in my hand. And I shall not lose a one. He's not going to lose you. You can run as long as you want to run. You can go as far as you think you can go. But God's still got your strength. And when he's done, he's going to go, oh, come on back. And the road back is a lot rougher than the road going. I contest. Amen. Brother Mark, let's sing something. Let's worship him in song. Well, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Oh, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. You see, I promised him and I, I would serve him. Well, I'm a fighting for my Savior, and this battle, it's almost won. The trumpet will be sounding, the coming of the sun. I'm going to lay my armor down, then take up my robe and crown. With my Lord, oh, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Oh, for my Lord, yes, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. You see, I promised him that I, I would serve him till I die. Like you're on the battlefield, then you're in the right place. Just keep on a fighting. Amen. As we sing another song, we dismiss the online audience. Remember, Children's Church 945, 10 o'clock Sunday school, 1030. Brother Brown will be on the tape here.
church at 11 o'clock. So let's come. Let's come expecting. Hey, come early and get a blessing.